Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome everybody, welcome back to I Thought I Told You, this is your host CJ, and we're back again with another segment for Mental Health Mondays, and we're going to kick this week off getting in about social anxiety and isolation. Now I hope y'all's week is starting off quite nice and quite lovely, and if you're in the D.C. area, you're enjoying this lovely rainy weather, and if you're somewhere else warmer, tip my hat off to you, because I wish I could be there. <laughs> And I also hope that your 2019 is still going strong, despite all the madness going on in this world. Y'all still trucking on. We're going to get through it. So I wanted to get into social anxiety and isolation. And I chose these two because they pretty much work tandem, hand in hand. And social anxiety leads to or has a greater chance to leading to loneliness and leading to isolation, which then leads to loneliness. And and I'm going to go into the who, what, and hows of social anxiety and how it ultimately intertwines with isolation and loneliness. Before I get into the segment, I want to give you guys a bit of a background about these, uh, with the mental disorders and just kind of somewhat where they're coming from. And... The reason why I say that because social anxiety is considered a mental disorder. So, according to the DSM-5, also known as the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual of Mental Disorders, which is authored by the American Psychiatric Association. So, with that, it's essentially this handbook. It's this handbook's like a guide that's used by healthcare professionals to the diagnosis of mental disorders when working with clients. Now, when I say healthcare professionals, I'm meaning social workers, psychologists, nurse psychotherapists, marital family therapists, psychiatrists, and mental health nurse practitioners. This is where things get kind of tricky. See, not every healthcare professional can diagnose someone with a mental disorder. And this is important to know. So if they're not licensed, they cannot diagnose you so say for instance me i'm a social worker i have my msw i currently cannot diagnose anyone with a mental disorder as i'm currently not licensed yet to do so now once i become licensed and accrue thousands and thousands of hours of clinical training then yes i'm able to you know provide a diagnosis if 
you know, that's the route I, you know, want to choose to go into. So, anywho, the DSM manual provides the description, symptoms, treatment recommendations, and insurance coverage purposes. So, it's used for those things. And it covers all categories of mental health disorders for kids and adults. So, also, the DSM is it's in constant revision and updated. So right now, the latest and newest version is the DSM-5, which was updated in, I want to say, around May 2013. But I say all that because it gives you somewhat of a background when I do talk about uh, some of these, these mental disorders, you know, during our segments, you kind of get an understanding of where they stem from and that it's, a lot of it is stemming from the DSM, the DSM manual. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into it. So, social anxiety disorder, and I'm going to read you guys the definition of social anxiety disorder according to the DSM-5. So, according to DSM-5, social anxiety disorder is defined as a persistent fear of one or more social or performance situations, which the person is exposed to unfamiliar people or to possibly scrutiny by others. The individual fears that he or she will act in a way or show anxiety symptoms that will be embarrassing and humiliating. Exposure to the feared situation almost invariably provokes anxiety, which take the form of a situationally bound or predisposed panic attack. So basically, to break it down and to simply put it, you fear the judgment of others and being exposed and scrutinized, negatively evaluated and rejected. So basically, you, you fear being viewed as stupid, awkward looking, or perceived as uh, having like a negative judgment towards you. And with being exposed to these social situations, it can lead to a complete panic attack. And when we deal with social anxiety or social phobia, which is another word for it, it can be kind of hard forming genuine relationships with people because of the uncomfortableness we feel when getting to know people. And what I found with social anxiety is that our fears tend to be at the root of this discomfort. This deep-seated root of never feeling good enough or likable or unworthy of genuine healthy relationships. So in turn, we avoid any situations that would place us in, this, in that setting. It goes way past being socially awkward, you know, growing up. I don't know if you were like that socially awkward kid in school. You were just awkward. But it's a lot It's a lot more to it. It's a lot more to it just being shy or having a shyness about you. It's, 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 a lot, it's a lot more to it. This is the thinking that everyone is constantly judging you. Okay, so picture this. Picture you getting ready to perform in front of a crowd and performing. It could be anything, whether it be music performance whatever to your liking, but picture that you get ready to perform in front of a crowd full of hundreds of people, and as soon as you take the stage, you look amongst the audience, you look amongst the crowd, and you see these hundreds of faces. Now, in your mind, you're thinking that these people don't think you belong, or they don't think you're good enough to perform. They're probably thinking, why in the hell are you up there? Who are you? You know, who, who is this person? Who are they? What the hell are they doing? They don't, they don't know what they're doing. This is what your mind is racing. Those judgments are coming to, those thoughts are, are immediately coming to your mind. So now, 
Your heart is racing, beating 3,000 miles per minute. You sweating something serious. You're feeling nauseous. Everything just feels heightened. This goes beyond shyness. Those were symptoms of a straight-up panic attack. But when you think about that, that's when we, that comes into mind. That's what I would call social anxiety. And that, all right there, scenario can lead to a panic attack. Now, what does social anxiety have to do with isolation and loneliness? Because of that deep-seated fear of being negatively judged that causes us to be anxious, we miss out on possible genuine healthy relationships with people. And it always goes back to that feeling, that thought of never being good enough or measuring up. Even if the tiniest mistake or imperfection that we have, we feel like you, you're going to be rejected off bat. So yes, on one hand, we avoid the embarrassment. We avoid the humiliation. We avoid the feeling of being judged uh, or by others. But on the flip side, we rid ourselves of the possibility of having these deep, long, connected, genuine, healthy relationships. I mean, it's human. It's, it's human for us to be wanted, liked, loved, and accepted, especially for who we are. And we're all in that category as far as having these wants and needs because we are social beings. Humans, we're social beings. But when you experience in social isolation, it can lead us to believe that, you know, such people are better than us. That's, there goes that comparison again. You feel inferior. You feel inferior to others. You feel like you're just this undesirable being, this person to be around, which now reinforces that negative cycle and that low self-esteem and then those feelings of hopelessness. So now we're back into that cycle again. And we can get into our own heads of how we will mess it up or what will happen if I hang out with such and such. And when we're dealing with this anxiety and avoidance of others can fall into that isolation and then loneliness, which creates this vicious cycle all over again. And now we have more reason to avoid others. But avoidance never alleviates the anxieties. And now the problem isn't the quote-unquote social world. The problem isn't the outside world. The problem isn't these group of people over here or these group of people over there that you try to avoid. It's our own fears and anxieties and fears about socializing with others. So now, what are some of the ways that could be helpful for combating isolation and loneliness? Now, as for me, personally, I've, I've never been diagnosed with social anxiety, but I am quite familiar with, the, with these fears, which is pretty much at the root. I know them all too well. The fears of never being good enough, nobody wants you around, or you're too boring, you're too boring, people constantly overlook you, you feel rejected. I, yes, I know. I know that feeling, that fear, that deep-seated, rooted fear of rejection and judgment and being negatively perceived as such. Some of the things that has, for me, I would say helped me is... Number one, therapy. 
I talk about therapy because therapy is, quite frankly put it, the shit. Therapy, individual, and group therapy. And I've been in both. And one of the treatments that they use was CBT, which is Cognitive Behavior Therapy. And I mentioned back, I want to say a couple episodes back with CBT. And CBT deals with our negative thoughts and how we think. And I found, for me, therapy to be quite helpful, especially group therapy. See, now with group therapy, that pretty much reinforced me that I'm not alone in this, you know, not just my thoughts, but just not alone in whatever it is that I'm going through. And you, you see and you hear about other stories and how everyone is, is battling the same thing. So that was the beautiful part about CBT, individual therapy as well, where you kind of get, if, if you're not too keen on quite yet being around others, you know, in terms of group therapy, then individual therapy is a go as well. Because I didn't always want to do group therapy. I think it took me some minutes to kind of warm up to want to do group therapy. But... Like I said, I found therapy to be quite helpful. And when with therapy, you're able to learn some skills that kind of help build that confidence slowly, but surely. It takes baby steps. And you learn these different skills to kind of help you through the situations that invite even your greatest fears. Like I said, I love therapy. And honestly, that's really the one and only thing that I'll probably recommend is to, is, is seeking that professional help in the terms of social anxiety and dealing with isolation. So with that being said, I want to bid you guys adieu, and I, I want to leave you all with this. Always have compassion for yourself. Acknowledge and embrace your imperfections and know that you are doing your best that you can. And just trust your process. And know that you are never, 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 never alone in your struggle. You're never alone in your struggle. And if you're having thoughts of suicide and and self-harm, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to somebody or call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And if you're a veteran, call the Veteran Crisis Hotline, which is basically the same number, one 800 273-8255, only you will press 1. Someone's always available 24-7 to help you. It's all completely confidential. With that being said, I wish y'all nothing but peace, love, and light, and have a beautiful rest of your week. I'm out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.